Well, thank you for coming to be in the Lord's house this morning. We are grateful that you are with us. It's good to see your faces. It's good to see Laverne Fowler, who is stronger than COVID. Yay. We are proud of you, sister. It's good to be together. It's good to sing. It's good to hear Jeremy Beller talk to us. Anything he says is good for me, I tell you. And we are studying 1 Peter. So if you have your Bibles or those study sheets, please get those out and, uh, and turn with us to 1 Peter chapter 2. That's where our sermon series is, so, so please be with us. You're, you're going to get more out of it if you're looking at your Bible as we uh, go through this study. This is a very famous passage that we're looking at today, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Maybe the most famous verse in it is verse 9, certainly one of the most discussed uh, and, and commented on. Verse 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's a magnificent statement. We have a problem as 21st century people because it says we are royal. And uh, most of us don't live in a place that has kings or queens anymore. It says we are priests. And while priests were very common in the ancient world when this was first given, the kind of priests we have today aren't nearly the same thing. What does it mean? What does it really mean in our hearts to be told that we are royal priests of God? As it happens, we are privileged to have in our audience some experts on the heart meaning of this passage. How many people in our audience are under 12 years old? Please raise your hand. Anybody under 12 years old, please raise your hand. How many of those who are under are 12 years old and under know the song, This Little Light of Mine? Do you know that song? All right, I need some help this morning. Feel free to make your come up here with you but I need everybody who is under 12 years 12 years and under to come up here with me so we can help the congregation understand what it means to be royal priests and kings of God come on up here come on up you guys are preaching this morning at least part of it you can bring your parents it's fine this will be good for them. All right. You guys know the song? What do we start with? Got to get the light up, right? Everybody get your light up. Light up. Light up. Up, 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 up. Yeah. That's right. Okay, here we go. You ready? You guys can sing too. This little light of mine, 
I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. Oh, you guys did good. Let's keep going. What do you think? Okay? All right. This is the Satan one, okay? You ready? Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. You're doing good. Uh, how about all around the neighborhood? You guys ready? All around the neighborhood, make big circles. I'm gonna let it shine all around the neighborhood. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. Okay. My favorite one is hide it under a bushel because I really love saying no super loud, okay? So I really need to hear the no really loud when we get to that part, okay? Really loud. Okay. Hide it under a bushel, no! Ooh, let's try that again. It needs to be louder. Okay, you ready? Loud. Hide it under a bushel, no! I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no! I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine all the time, let it shine. Very good. How many in the congregation think that was wonderful? Say amen. amen. All right, you guys can go sit down, thank you. Okay. Oh, there's always one critic. Uh, thank you very much. God has called us to be his royal priests and kings. What that means is he has called us into his light. We are the light of the world. That's what that means. This is a dark world. And God has chosen us to shine his light into the dark world. Now what Peter has done, this whole section is saturated with Old Testament references. What Peter has done has sort of taken his group of mostly Gentiles from many different nationalities who've been gathered together into this set of congregations he's writing to, and he said... You're the people standing at the foot of the new Mount Sinai. Remember what happened at Mount Sinai. People wandered in the wilderness. They came to this mountain and there was smoke and fire on the top of it. And God spoke to Moses and said, here's what you tell the people. You have seen for yourselves what I did in Egypt. Exodus 19 verse 4 and following. You saw how I carried you on wings of eagles and brought you myself. Now obey me completely. Keep my covenant. And if you do, then out of all the nations, you will be my special treasure. The whole earth belongs to me, but you will be a kingdom of priests to serve me 
you will be my holy nation. Peter says, what God said to the Israelites, what the Israelites struggled with their whole, whole existence as a physical nation in the land of Canaan, that has now passed on to everyone who has been called into the light of Jesus Christ. We are now the holy chosen nation of priests to God. We are now those royalty that God has selected to shine his light out into the world. That's what that means. Now, most of this passage is then about what that's like. How are you going to shine God's light when the world is, is filled with so much darkness? What's that going to be like? Look up at the top of the chapter. Look at verses 1 through 3 with me. Therefore, rid yourselves of all kinds of malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander of every time. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Peter's not writing to people who've been Christians for decades. He's writing to people who are fairly new converts. And they have pretty fresh and sometimes shameful and painful memories of what their life was like before they became Christians. They know what it's like to get up in the morning and to be with a circle of friends whose main occupation is talking about people who aren't there. Slander. Well, you know, I don't want to say anything bad, but did you see what so-and-so was wearing? I don't, I don't want to talk out of school, but you know who I saw coming out of so-and-so's house the other night. I mean, I don't want to impute bad motives. Have you ever, if you know what it feels like, to have lived in an environment saturated with slander. You know what it feels like for the grace of God to pull you out of that. If you know what it feels like to live in an environment where everything that you hear, you are worried it's half full of lies. Every news story, every Facebook post, every TikTok. And you are so grateful to be pulled out of deceit and to put in an environment where you say the truth and the people around you say the truth. Peter says, you know what it's like to taste the goodness of the Lord then. And you want more. He uses an image which is very poignant. I think Peter must have had kids because only a, only a parent has observed this. This is a little baby seeking to get fed, looking for that milk, turning the head. They can't do much. They can't even control their hands, but they're looking. And he says, that's what you are when you're a baby Christian. You felt a little bit of the goodness of God and you want more. And you should seek more. Go to where people are talking about the will of God. 
Go to where people themselves are working to exercise the will of God. Go to where people sing about the will of God and speak about the will of God and, and praise the will of God. You need more of that. That's how you're going to be more than a baby. You get stronger day by day. And as you get stronger, you shine God's light out into a dark world. The more we feed on God, the more light we bring into a dark world. Look down at verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone. This is another section that's just soaked with Old Testament scripture. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You get it? These are pagans. These are people who have been alienated from God. They would not have been welcome in the physical temple in Jerusalem. And Peter says, you see what's happened? You've come to the living stone, Jesus Christ, and God has done the favor of taking you and making you building blocks of this new spiritual temple he's building. You'll never be away from the temple for as long as you live in Jesus Christ. You will always be a part of that holy structure, the temple of God. That's what you are. And you will always be part of offering sacrifices to God your whole life as you live in that cornerstone, Jesus Christ. It goes on, verse 6, For Scripture says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. The one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. He's quoting from Isaiah uh, 28. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the chief capstone or the chief cornerstone. That's from Psalms 118 and verse 8. A stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that causes them to fall. That's back to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 8. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they are destined for. Peter says, I know the world is dark around you. I understand that your faith may alienate you from the people around you. They are in darkness. And when they hear about Jesus, they are running away from the truth that you have been given. And that's okay. Don't let that discourage you. Jesus Christ is the precious cornerstone. The word of God proclaims it and your heart answers yes to it. Don't let the disbelief of the world discourage you. That's what Peter's telling these baby Christians, these new Christians. God has enlightened us about Jesus Christ, even while the world turns away from him. And your acceptance of Jesus Christ is part of how you shed light out into the dark world. The more you are able in an environment where people are scoffing about Christ or dismissing Christ or saying, you know, we're past that, we don't believe that stuff anymore, the more you say, well, I do, the more you shed light. 
Now, it's not like people are going to turn around and say, oh, thank you so much, Ruby. Now I see the light. They're never going to tell you that. You're never going to know the influence you had because they're running from the light. They don't want to admit what's going on. But the fact is this. You shine when you stand up for Jesus Christ. You shine. And it's not really up to you to reap the harvest always. Sometimes you get to. That's a, that's a bonus. It's not up to you, though. The Holy Spirit takes over at that point. The Holy Spirit's working in that person's heart. Your job, though, is to shine. Shine that light. Look down at verse 10. We already read verse 9, so look at verse 10. Once you were not a people. Now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy. Now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Jesus said almost exactly the same thing in the Sermon on the Mount. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good deeds and give glory to the Father. That's our job now. He goes back to what he said at the beginning of the the letter back in chapter 1, we are foreigners, we are exiles, but we are no longer alone. We used to be scattered. Look at the faces in this congregation. We're from all over the world, really. And we don't really have, from, from the dark world's point of view, we don't have that much in common. And yet somehow the Holy Spirit has made us into a church. Made us into a people. And we're not great at that, just like the first century church had troubles. We have troubles, but we have been made into a people by God. And the more we are able to live out that unity the more I am willing to see things from the point of view of my brothers and sisters who are very different from me, the more I'm willing to hold up their hands, not just my hand. The more I'm willing to be sad when they are sad and to rejoice when they rejoice, to be happy when they get success, even if I'm not getting success. The more I live as this chosen people of God, the more I shine and the more this church shines the light of God out into a dark world. Being chosen by God is bigger than any bonds of this dark world. All of these churches that Peter's writing to, all of the churches today were made up of people who had ordinary human bonds, families and nationalities and, and all of the other things. And Christianity trumps all of that because of the mercy that we have all received. The mercy of Jesus Christ 
erases whatever differences we think are between us because it is so much bigger than any differences that are between us. And so we hold each other up and God give us strength to do it more and more the longer we live in Jesus Christ. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the mercy of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for the power of Jesus Christ that is in us individually and collectively. God, help us to be your royal priests in the world. Help us to shine our light into a dark world. God, help us to represent what you are like into the world and help us to give you thanks day in and day out as your priests. These things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you need to respond to God's invitation, we invite you to do that. You may have things that you need to talk to the congregation about in a public way. You can always talk to us privately. Come to me, come to Jeremy, come to the elders and tell us what you need. But if there's something you need to say publicly, you can come forward in just a minute and you can do that. Or if today is the day that you need to put on Jesus Christ in baptism, have your sins washed away and begin the walk in the new life that Jesus Christ gives. We invite you to take the step you need to take as we stand and are led in song.